Welcome to a very special instalment of the Full Force Monthly, brought to you by Horda, the Collector's App. I am Christopher McLeod, aka Diagnostic 80, and in this special episode, we are discussing the current Skybound G.I. Joe comics in both the Real American Hero and Energon Universe continuities. That was easy for me to say. Joining me on this episode is one half of the Talking Joe YouTube channel. It's Mark, Talking Joe Seddon. Okay, then we are going deep on the Skybound comics today. So what is it, Mark? And it's Skybound <laughs> with the talking Joe guy. Everyone come down because I'm with this fella. Amazing. Skybound. It's the Full Force Monthly. It is. That's correct. It's It was mainly talking Joe, but now it's the Full Force Monthly. Um, how are you doing, buddy? It's been ages. I'm good. Yeah, we've been talking about doing something for a long time and it's here. Uh, Chris was uh, said to me he's excited to talk to someone about the comics. I think he's just excited to talk to someone. Full stop. <laughs> so he, he gets by okay on his own, but uh... I, that's so true. <laughs> I've been talking to myself for what feels like months now. No one wants to join me. I'm just kidding. Um, it's it's just it's truly availability situation with Pat. And again, like we we get, we're working hard to try and get an actual like pat on the show on friday so we'll see how that goes um anyway dude how are you doing more importantly mark how's how's life good it's all right <laughs> things in life go on and uh the wheel keeps on turning uh i got i sort yeah i just keep on trying to fight the urge to get more gi joe stuff but oh what have you got things what, things what turn up you... in the post oh it's the fire team it's That's the fire team. What's this great. over here? Yes, this. We've got the right theme going like on graphically. This guy today. going on. There. All the black and red figures, basically. So yeah, Is loving the Skeletron message? stuff. Uh... <laughs> yes, yeah, the Skeletron stuff. Yeah, phenomenal. In fact, I saw a there was a Pixel Dan video went up yesterday, today. I think it was yesterday actually, uh, or maybe earlier than that about Skeletron and he went he went ham on those figures he loves them and to be honest they are brilliant so I, I can't wait for the rest of those the six inch yeah, figures this, the vehicle this oh, one is on my desk I love I love beautiful, him I love, isn't it you can sort of tidy everything on his little backpack oh, oh. all the gear oh. I love the fact that the the the, the pistol goes in the back yeah. then the backpack go oh it's just it's yeah it's so satisfying that bad boy anywho um we've had a bit of breaking news uh today and we were obviously planning to go live today at a certain time. And it just mm -hmm. so happens that we got a little bit of breaking news to talk about. So should we start with that, mate? We'll get in, we'll get Let's into do that, it. shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Sorry, uh, I really like that track. Um, anywho, yes, we'll, uh, it's the Full Force Monthly, if you didn't know already. But yes, we are talking a bit of breaking news with the A Real American Hero Compendium is coming in October. I should say the Volume 1 uh, is mm. coming in October. And there's a bit more information as well, Mark, to, uh, to throw in on top of that, isn't there? Other than obviously the 2nd of October and That's 64 right. 99 for volume We've one. got a price point, we've got uh, a date, and uh, we've got an Amazon.co.uk listing, which has a little bit of a blurb. The most significant words in that blurb 
are that it collects issues one through 50. Um, That's amazing. What I had guessed would would happen, because what we're seeing here is the terminology compendium. And this is a phrase that is used by Skybound um, in their big fat collections. Um, So I'll give you, I've got an example to hand here. Ooh, it's a juicy one. This is Oblivion Song. Hang on, there were 50 issues of Oblivion Song. So so for this one, it was uh, collecting one through 36 and then it Ah. ended. So they're collecting all of the issues that were uh, published. I think the price price point for this one is a little bit cheaper because it's uh, fewer issues. Uh, the uh, there's an outcast uh, compendium which wow. is 50 issues which is at the same price 50 ish issues anyway which is, yeah. is this exact same price point at 40 uh, 64.99 and if you were to look at invincible or walking dead which is on my shelf over there <laughs> it's it's a similar sort of uh, size 50 issues so it's it's fairly bo- bare bones they don't they don't give you lots of extra extra content like right. what they do in some of the other editions it is pretty much the core uh the con- content of the issues but are they a, all are they all like paperback style like trades yes, this is a, this like, is a trade paperback yeah and, like thick trades um, as opposed to that kind of like nice hardbound sort of uh sort of style it, and and I think this probably this probably isn't the end of it because if you know this being skybound image that they, they've got a style of how they collect issues, um, and it tends to be initial release of uh, a thin trade paperback, you know, arc, uh, nice big uh, fat hardcover collecting about twenty something issues, followed by a compendium, you know, up to fifty issues. So. I think seeing it in this form, seeing it in this format, isn't necessarily going to uh, preclude it being collected in other ways. So we might still see, yeah, you know, other ways that this little, this little same material size, is being little bite-sized trade paperbacks yeah. possible still. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. Um, so with that in mind, I guess they're going to go. They're going to cover not just Marvel, but also go into a, like uh, IDW and so on and so forth. Do you think? I mean. When they're not just going to collect the original one to one fifty five, are they? Well, they're going to do what they like, but uh, <laughs> I think you know. I think we're going to see. We're going to. There, there's going to be ambition to get to you know two to three hundred. I would have uh, yeah, thought. Yeah. They they've gave they've gone one to fifty first, which um, uh, I don't know if it's sort of leading us down a di- direction, but it's it's an interesting choice because one through fifty. Uh, were collected in the classic Marvel trades, which were the first sort of collect- trade paperback collections of that run. They came out around about two thousand and two ish. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, at the same time as Dev- Devil's Due Imp slash Image were publishing the new stuff, Marvel were in parallel publishing, uh, republishing that that the stuff that they'd put out. And those first five trades collecting yeah. the fifty issues. Are in significantly um, uh, a ni- nicer reproduction than the subsequent follow- uh, uh, collections that followed, you know, six onwards, which were done by uh, IDW. And I think that's because they still, at that point, had access to some uh, like film or assets that had all of those issues in a in a format where they could reproduce it, uh, or cool. and potentially, um, you know, just invested the time and money to to tidy it up to mean yeah. that they could 
reprint at a higher fidelity. So I think those assets for those first 50 issues are kind of ready to go in a nicer format, whereas you know possibly there might be need, more work needed to uh, uh, to do you know the uh, the subsequent issues. We've got a bit of in- inside info here from, hmm. from, <laughs> from Diana. It's going to be different in a few ways than the Marvel IDW reprints. Awesome. Thank you, Diana, for that. Uh, can you tell us exactly? <laughs> we can speculate. My speculation would be that there'll be a little bit more focus to a, a, a more rational reading order. Yeah. So, for example, when Marvel and IDW were reprinting, they didn't include the yearbooks and they didn't include special missions, special which meant missions, that things yes. were sort of slightly out of order. So there's a probably more logical way of collecting them, in which is closer to a, to a logical uh, reading order, particularly where there's crossover between, uh, say... A regular issue and a yearbook. Technically, it's a real American hero, so that doesn't mean just the standard run of the real American hero issues, does it? Like you say, special missions it's probably caught era. in there. Yeah, yeah, um, and and also, so talking... I, would, I would say, like going into IDW, when, if if and when we if they break into that, like if this is <laughs> just to get ahead. if this is just to get the the Marvel era done in like a nice chunky trade. Mm then cool but like i imagine they'll want to do the whole thing then that would also pull in things like um silent option and the the special missions that kind of came out like or the the special mission the more recent special missions shall we say that were like do you know what i mean like i feel like that would probably pull all that in would it include the mini series for the six million dollar man or do you think they that wouldn't because of the extra? That would be to the side because it's not Hammer written; it's a separate universe. Got you. So. Cool. I thought it, for some reason I thought it was a real American hero. It was. It was illustrated by S. L. Gallant, so it's That's really got white. that feeling yeah. of, uh, okay. of belonging in that same world. My bad. Um, one to one Thanks, to fifty Diana. is slightly more straightforward because during one to fifty, there's not really any extra. Um, crossovers there's maybe yeah. bonus material you could include like marvel age that kind of thing but um in terms of the actual core material there's not a huge amount of extra crossover there is yearbooks but there's not um there's not really much crossover related to that yearbook for yearbook one and two yearbook three that then follows is post yeah diana's teasing and... us again in the diana's teasing <laughs> and... us. Spe- speculate until i get approval to tell you how done um, and special missions was kicked off in issue fifty with a bonus, uh, extra double sized issue. So, so special yeah, missions is post issue fifty. Brilliant. So, that, yeah, that would that would be a nice little um, kind of segue into that, wouldn't it? Like that would be a nice, yeah, that nice and clean sort of uh, break almost. Um, that's wicked. Okay, cool. I, I mean, I've got to say. I, I know we'll be talking about this in a second anyway, but I've been really impressed with the way Skybound have gone about this um, this kind of uh, brand so far. Not just with Job, Transformers, Void Rivals. I don't know. I've just, I've just been really like excited again and like mm. properly energized about the comics and like I don't know about. I mean, how? I, I mean, is because this is buzzing my berries and this is just a blooming. <laughs> and I have the amount of times, the amount of different versions I have of one through 155 is is crazy um but i mean like how are you feeling about the the kind of situation at the moment overall overall yeah you know very excited that it's back it was a way of a long time and it's come back and, and you know towards the, i liked most of what idw did but towards the end it was it was 
flagging and particularly the non, you know, towards the end, it was just ARAR and the odd thing here or there. It, it, it didn't have that, you know, they went in with a big bang initially when they got the the license in, was it, you know, 2007, eight-ish. Yeah. And and they came out with those, you know, three uh, books all in one, G.I. Joe, Cobra, Origins. Some, some of it worked better than others, but but there was a lot of, you know, it was big bang. It was excitement, and and sort of they never quite sort of um, captured some of that early uh, energy in in the subsequent endeavors. It seemed to be a bit of like diminishing returns, uh, particularly on the, the non hammer stuff. So, have you been um, have you been surprised, or have you been? Uh, did, did you kind of expect it to have this like odd sustained kind of interest all the way through? Now, what we in like three issues of Duke. Yeah. two issues i know it's not a lot of issues in general but like usually it's like issue one through the roof and then a drop so ridiculous that you never see or hear about comics again following it i feel like it's been you know straight up boom and it's it's maintained that ridiculous yeah, level it seems to be sustaining it and 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 they're doing a lot of second printings, third printings, fourth printings, fifth printings. So, so it it feels like there's there's definitely sort of a lot of interest there, and people sort of getting wind to it and coming to it maybe a little bit later as well, which is which is great. Um, but yeah, each is, each issue is kind of leaving you uh, wanting more. Sorry, I just I just like the fact that Rachel's like. I like what you're doing, but can you do something else now with Diana? <laughs> <laughs> can I um, do a plug? I will say, <laughs> you, I will. You've you've done an interview, haven't you? So with, we've uh, we've spoken um, we've spoken to Diana a few times. So if you if you search the Talking Joe history, you'll be able to find um, some I, Diana Davis content. We'll get Diana on the show. How's that sound, Diana? Should we should we we'll get all of us on here talking about it, especially when you can talk a bit more about um, you know, other stuff. That'd be a great Secret idea, stuff. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> what we that's all we care about. We don't care about the stuff that everyone knows about. Just kidding. But thanks, Rachel, for that comment. And yeah, hundred percent Diana's great. Um, good friend, not just of the show, just in general. Good friend. So um, yeah, or yeah, I'll I'll tell you now. We'll get her on the show. D Diana, you don't have a choice here, sorry. Um <laughs> Nice. <laughs> no anyway so that now is, she's gone quiet <laughs> yeah she's disappeared now that is the real american hero compendium like i said coming on the 2nd of october specific 2024 64.99 volume one collects issues one through 50 of the original marvel run uh and i've got to say even though i have the you know those issues in multiple formats digitally and analog okay. um i'm really excited to see it um <laughs> Shall I tell you the thing that I like most about this announcement? That all of it. those people for the last two years or so <laughs> have been posting, where can I find these uh, a, a reprint of the early issues of G.I. Joe? We can just point them at this and say, Exactly, here October. you go. Just wait till yeah. October and you'll have everything you heart desires. Um, I, I suppose a, a gem of that size. Anyway, um, let's get stuck <laughs> in. <laughs> Let's get stuck in to... We'll start with the Real American Hero, but of course we have to do this, don't we? Sorry, I can't get enough of that. I love that. I'm going to keep doing that all randomly when you're talking. I'll just play it just out of nowhere. Um, anywho, Diana says... 
it's not like I go anywhere. Just need permission first and understand I can't reveal things I'm not allowed to. Of course, Diana. We, of course, we know that. Uh, but we really appreciate it. Or we, we appreciate the little nuggets you throw at us anyway. That's amazing. Um, right. So let's talk a real American hero first and foremost here, bud. Now, if I can find my uh, my cheat sheet, which has disappeared on me. I'm just kidding. Uh, so first off, um, how have you been finding the latest storyline with Serpentor Khan, zombie bombs, and upgraded bad guys? Yes. Well, you know I can talk about this kind of stuff at, at length, but long and the short of it, been really digging it. Um, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of, you know, we've we've seen it so much over the uh, you know 300 plus issues yeah and and so that you know i've got a sweet spot of kind of some of the stuff that i i like most but um but yeah sort of i think there's enough content out there that i've got my childhood stuff that i love i'm interested to see sort of you know new takes going doing things unexpected so so when there is the unexpected um i th i'm probably more forgiving now than i might have been once it's like yeah, I wouldn't have expected that. This is wild. Let's just go with it. See where this yeah. crazy ride will take us. So, right. um, I, I know the, the yeah some of the there's you know more out there zombie bomb stuff has been a little bit you know more divisive that some people are digging less. But um, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I think yeah, wouldn't have predicted a zombie bomb. Wouldn't have predicted an island no. full of cobra soldiers and pensioners thirsty for <laughs> for forbidden flesh. Um, you know really interested to see we can where, dream. where the crazy the craziness goes to be honest yeah we can dream but we very rarely get what we get what, what we actually <laughs> dream about um i will like there's a couple of things i want to say like like you you mentioned it kind of a little bit before where you said that you know towards the end of the idw run there was like this kind of it almost felt like it was it, it kind of lost a little bit of direction and it was a little bit kind of you know a lot of kind of weird tangents were going all over the place um we also had I mean, it was it was almost a little bit of a theme for the IDW run where there would be kind of like these weird things that we never really saw again. And I think a lot of that had to do with, obviously, there was the Transformers crossover situation that Larry was trying to, you know, he, he was going to introduce Transformers in a way, and then it changed completely. So he had to change tack and it didn't really make sense. And unfortunately, we got like a Death of Snake Eyes arc that really lacked any sort of you know real emotion i would say like it, mm -hmm. it just didn't feel didn't quite and, land yeah and i i would also say yeah the fact that we had on one hand we had snake eyes dying and then on the other hand we had another snake eyes made in uh, the same issue in, almost in the breath the same yeah, yeah the same kind of page basically it was like whoop, whoop. it was like bing bong <laughs> and then oh, okay now we've got snake eyes again so like yeah it it just didn't it lost a lot for me i think and i and i really did struggle with it towards the end so i'm i must admit i was there was a, an element of trepidation going into the first issue with skybound but i think i'm not, I'm not sure it was the art that did it maybe or like that all of a sudden it just felt like it, everything felt more structured and it, that first issue was a little bit bonkers there's a lot of like i'm not sure have we talked about this but like, I feel like I've talk, maybe talked about it with Pat. But I feel like there's this there's this weird thing in the first issue where it's like the plane is just doing loops. <laughs> I'm thinking like, now it's flying away, but then somehow it's near the island again, and now it's flying away, but now it's somehow near the island again. Do you know, it, it felt like there's a lot of that going on, and then Cobra Commander's getting away on a jet ski, and then there's a bomb going off, and then they're going towards it, and they're going away from it, but then 
the explosion happens and it just it just seemed to be a lot of weird stuff going on at once did you not feel that way about it uh probably not quite feeling the same way that that you did there but it, it feels like 300 was a it was a very kind of organic uh, sorry 301 into yeah. th- 300 into 301 felt very much like a continuation of the same story yes yes and and so it was an it was a slightly weird first first issue because it was it was kind of finishing up a 10 issue arc essentially um and and it was almost like 302 you know, was then kind of the, the conclusion to that, and three hundred three is almost like the the sort of the start yeah. of the new the the new bit. So it's like the new, it's saved by the bell. It's, the it's, new a, it's a strange, yeah. yeah. It's a str- it's a strange dynamic to kind of a brand new you know relaunch of a of a series that it, it, it you know it is essentially uh, <laughs> con- continuing. Um, the big the big difference is is the the sort of the you know it's been away. It's got a lot more eyes on it. And, Sorry, this is funny. And, I, I got the. I, did I did I open the? I I read from the back to the front. Is that not how you're supposed to do it? No, that's it's it's probably a little bit of that, honestly. No, I, nice. I I've got to say though, I will I will I will finish that kind of thought as well quickly. I I did enjoy it, and I also um, thought the art was so so gorgeous. Like Chris Mooneyham's art is so good. And I don't, I can't pinpoint exactly what it is. Is it the coloring? But then I, it's the art as well. Like the art is just so awesome and I can't put my finger on it. Um, I also kind of like this idea of like, you know, like there was the, the, the kind of timer ticking down. I really loved that. It kind of gave that kind of, that that sense of urgency. And it kind of, it was done in such a way that it looked like a really cool, um, you know, the panels just really, really cool in that sense. And, and I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I just felt like I think there was an element for me of them trying to not clean up, but like sort of, yeah, kind of like put tie a bow on that arc a little bit in the, in a short space of time. And I think that was m- more of the way that I was rushing through the issue than anything else. But I didn't, like I said, I didn't, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. And I think the art had a lot to do with that. How are you finding Chris's art? Because it's phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah, I really like it. I um Tim has sort of um, my co-host has sort of who picked a few nits here and there, but but I I really like it. It's it's really different to I think almost any other artist that we've we've had on ARA to date. It's very handsome. There's a lot of detail. It's it's looks very modern, but also very classic. You know, there's there's obviously the the Cuba influence in in his art, which sort of harkens back, but it's also sort of you know looks very modern as well. And there's a real sense of um, and, and this is, I think, sort of what you're looking picking out, Chris. Mm. Is a real sense of de- de- design to a page. Yes. Um, yes. 100%. So you know, like looking at the couple on the screen um, here as well. It's like it's telling a story. It's serving the story, and it's you know it's giving the, us the information we we need. But at the same time, as a piece of art on its own right, as a single page, it looks very handsome. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of design elements to it, like sort of like a, a single figure of Cobra Commander here taking up most of the page and the the panels um of the troopers behind him lay laid out and a lot of these pages these were these were strategically chosen by the way these two pages <laughs> a lot of the pages look great um yeah. and, and they could almost be sort of taken out you know as a piece of art on their own right you know frame the original art and it would look great and, and like the ticking timer in the first issue was just this great design element sort of linking everything together and sort of drawing your eye having a ticket literal ticking um uh, time bomb um sort yeah of, really focusing the mind of you know what's happening um 
and and when and the, the colors oh. are great and we've we've been we've had uh you know almost 150 odd uh issues from the the same colorist uh idw who i think did uh you know a great job in terms yeah, of totally. i'm sure you know he's he's <laughs> underpaid overworked and um it, it, the the coloring is always really accurate there you know given the amount of work that that um james brown did on on idw's book you could count the the number of you know significant mis- coloring mistakes <laughs> on probably just yeah. one hand there there was very you know he did it's a really difficult book to cut to to color because of the number of characters uh, uh involved getting all of, all of the details of their outfits co- correct moving between scenes constantly because of hammer's writing all right, kind right. of uh kind of that kind of um stuff um so we've had right. a lot of coloring of in a very very similar style for for a long time which is which is a much more sort of traditional you know he's wearing a blue costume i'm going to color it blue type approach right. whereas right. whereas um francisco Segala here is 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 taking a a, a more uh, kind of illustrative approach to the coloring is he's he's not going to he's not going to necessarily it's color the blue, thing the color it, it is he's yeah, going to be yeah. thinking about the 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 lighting that's being lighting, cast he's going to be thinking yeah. about creating mood, a sense of mood uh, yeah. and situation and scene and all of these kind of th- things and and it just makes the, the the overall package of the book um look very different again to the to the what's come before Big time. Rachel's just got a side question for you, Mark. Is it necessary to pick up Void Rivals and Transformers to get the whole Joe story in the Energon universe, which is something we will talk about a little bit later on? But just as a side question, do you want to just quickly grab that? Yeah. So, so let's just you know, for clarity, we're, we're at the moment we're talking about the ARA story. Mm-hmm. So that's you know was relaunched with um, three hundred one, and we're now we've had three hundred four. Um, that is Larry Hammer's universe. That is co- completely, you know, on its own, standalone, apart from any other books that Larry writes and chooses to tie into it. So we've now separate to that to the side. We've got Skybound's Energon universe, which is masterminded uh, by the uh, puppet master uh, Kirkman um, of Walking Dead and Invincible fame. Um, and, I've changed and so he's visual called, to help. He's as coordinating well, the, the uh, yeah. This helps with the theme there. Um, so so he's he's sort of coordinating this over, you know big overarching story, but then um, individual creators are, are sort of you know, delivering the the, the each, each story. So essentially, uh, we've got you know Void Rivals, Transformers, and two um, GI Joe titles, um, Duke and Cobra Commander, and those are all part of the the same uh, universe. Um, they are created in a way such that you there's slight connective tissues and components between them, but that each story can be read in its own right. Yeah. Um, and you don't really need to read the the others to to get the the whole picture. And I where, would actually and, say, and where there not. and where there is connective elements, you're probably given enough clues. Yeah. That you can just you know pick it up from from that book. And I'll I'll talk about. So I, I can give the illust- the examples of where we do have crossover mm. you know if you, after you one thing i will say as well is if you're reading just the joe side of things it actually makes it quite there's like a nice mysterious edge on it if mm. you're not reading transformers and void rivals there's like this thing of like you don't really know what's going on with that side of things so it's nice that there's the, these things that kind of drip in make it feel a little bit more mysterious and and interesting and cool as well so if you are just reading the joe side of things i don't think yeah like you said 
all of these can be read their own separate kind of um, setups and stuff. So I, yeah, I hundred percent agree with that, mate. And I think that's um, that's a good way to answer that one because I would also add, though, Rachel, that I think this is. I always quite like the crossover. I'm I'm one of those marks. I'm one of those. <laughs> I'm one of the marks that they not the, the mark that's on the show below me, but like um, as in one of those targets, shall we say? Not the not the store, not for exclusives. <laughs> But I'm one of those targets and not for a these kind of marketing campaign. I'm a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a I'm more of a Toys R Us, unfortunately. Uh, kind of a bit not really about anymore. Just pop up every now and again um, in Canada. No, um, so I would say that like I can't even remember what I was talking about. That is just throwing. <laughs> what was I talking about? You were saying that you were a mark. I'm a mark crossover. Crossover. Yeah. So like, I'm the kind of person that then goes right. I've got. To, I'm, I'm going to read it because I. I like. One, it, it's way more regular issues for you to read. Like you, you, you're, you know, you're reading it more often. Um, but even if you know Joan might not turn up in that issue, you're still kind of you feel like you're still in the story in the universe. So like, I for me, I just like that. I'm a more like a more is. You know, more the more the merrier for me. <laughs> yeah, um, but, you're you're reading. All, I mean, obviously, we're reading all of it, aren't we? But you're reading all of it. Yeah, I'm you? reading all of it. Yeah. So, so what I was, was going to say? I mean, the thing is, as well, there, there's basically four titles at the moment, right? So, yeah. Void Rivals, Transformers, Duke, um, Cobra Commander. So it's four four issues. It's not like uh, a Marvel crossover where they just sort of lose the plot and tie in every single book. And you have to buy like a hundred books to get the crossover, and I'm not even exaggerating. There's like a oh, and they bla get blade complex. Cross. They get complex uh, with the yeah. crossovers. You know, there was <laughs> one. I forget what it was now, but there was like a time travel aspect to it. And so, like two of the issues had the most complex beginning and end crossover points, and it was genius how it was tied together. But it was just like it was so confused. Like you know, you just like you had to read everything in order. <laughs> And then on the on the other side of that, we had the um, the crossover with uh, Revolution and First Strike, which is exactly I would say how not to do a crossover because we had some of the best possible uh, reveals ruined by running order and how like an issue came out prior. And if you were reading everything, you, it spoiled the reveal and everything. It's like I, and that happened a couple of times actually on that run, which was. But the less we get into that, the better. Actually. <laughs> yeah, that's, and yeah, and I think you know while we're talking about revolution, I think what what they're doing there is, and, and what Skybound are trying to achieve is is kind of different because like yeah, with with the IDW verse is that you essentially had two independent universes that were had been created and were doing their own stories and doing them you know fairly successfully, and then they bashed those things together. It's like those things that were just entirely separate and you know never referenced one another, despite you know all of the shenanigans happening in those worlds. Um, yep. Yeah. Now, now they're the same universe, and they're going to be bashed together, and they're going to be on the same teams, and blah blah blah. Um, and it just felt a bit jarring, to, at least to to me. Whereas the approach that Skybound uh, are having is sort of it's it's more it's more subtle, and it's also starting from the beginning of saying with issue one of all of these things, they're in the same world. Yeah. So so when when you know there is there is this interconnectivity thing. At, which is being done subtly, it's like, oh my, oh, oh, what's happening here? Uh, yeah. Rather than, oh, why is that happening? I just want yeah. my thing. Um, so there we go. Also, but there was yes. an element. 
there was an element with Revolution and First Strike that was, uh, you know, effectively felt like a big marketing thing. Um, you know, like let's get some toy brands, you know, out mm. of the woodwork and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Even though, I mean, it, you'd be crazy to think anything other than that. But, um, you know, you, you still kind of like come into it hoping that there's going to be some good stories in there and some, you know, like interesting crossovers and stuff. So when it does kind of falls a little bit flat, you are left a little bit kind of like, oh, well, it was only a marketing mashup or a, you know, like a, a kind of toy based sort of thing. But with this, you're right. It doesn't feel like that. And it's almost I think it's almost the antithesis of that because you've got lines at the moment. Um, yeah, we've got a crossover line, but it doesn't really it doesn't really translate to what is happening in the comics. You've got almost like classified figures versus, you know, mainline Transformers characters, and they don't go together as toys. Uh, they're different scales, different situation completely. So it feels almost like Skybound are pers like purposefully doing this to make it like this is more about the story. Do you know what I mean? Or like. Yeah, although although it's definitely in the air at Hasbro that sort of shared universe, you know. Because if you look across They're every single jump on that, piece though. of it, they are always going to. No it, it's what. there, but but yeah. to, to you know to to put a pin in it, it's like um, classified. We're talking about um, dark energon, dark energon. Yeah, um, O ring. We've got you know Transformers literal crossover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, then movies. We've got you know GI Joe in the the same uh, yes. world. Then we've got um, the the like the rebellion, the rebellion, the the board game people, revolution. Oh, re renegades, renegade games. Renegade. Studios. I knew it was an R word. <laughs> renegade games doing their their crossovers, and I'm probably forgetting um, one. So so there's you know across all of these different ways that we can you mm. know enjoy GI Joe, we're we're seeing these touch points where where sort of um, it is in a, in a shared universe to to some degree. Hundred um, percent. No, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, what I was, what I mean is, like their their approach. Skybound isn't. They're not putting Yazartan and Zorana with Soundwave at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Like that. That isn't happening technically. But like you are having, you know, you you've got straight up classified designs in their run, which again is like, you know, like we, you said before, they're they're kind of bringing it into the toys. You have got Dark Energy on being yeah. talked about. So yeah, it's like it feels like a, a, a like a. a you know, a, a, a formulated sort of idea and everything. But I feel like the Skybound side of things, it doesn't feel like Revolution First Strike. It feels like something yeah, yeah. more substantial. Um, and yeah, yeah like, it's I, I, yeah. story first, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about our real American hero. We're both digging that, right? We're on to Duke. I, Let's move on to Duke now. Yeah. Or one, did you have one more I was, thing? I was just going to finish the finish that thought about where the touch points in the Energon yes. universe um, are to, to answer uh, Rachel's original <laughs> she question. She deserve an answer which now. Was essentially, essentially, we've got Void Rivals, which is out in space. It's not really touching the rest of the world. It's sort of got this interesting um, story about the, the sort of um, different you know factions Um and and it's it's kind of its own story, but it's it's, it's in the, definitely in the world of Transformers. So we're we're seeing sort of um, it's really good so, as well. So we're seeing some of the, like the the Transformers sort of you know um, cast of characters filling out that that world in sort of various um, scenes. But it's out in space, so most of the time, apart from when Jetfire um, appeared there and then appeared, subsequently appeared in Transformers. Um, that that was the only actual direct crossover, but even that, you know, you didn't have to know that. 
um transformers totally, transformers you know linking to to void rivals not, apart from jetfire not a huge amount of uh, uh direct correlation um then Duke well, don't and forget Cobra... don't forget don't forget the um uh what uh, quintessons and uh, that vo- the void rivals transformers crossover right because you've got you've got the quintessons showing up and you've got yeah yeah the, you've um, got the character you've got some of the characters showing up but the yeah. the, the actual stories themselves are right right crossover you've got one set on earth one set out in space so you're getting lots yeah. of lots of transformers stuff bits in in space essentially yeah. uh, and we've got uh springer sort of coming into that into the void rivals uh book um as a cover reveal and then we've um love springer. Uh, and then we, we then we had uh, Duke made his first appearance in Transformers issue two, but in Duke issue one they recapped that sequence, so you could actually just read Duke without reading Transformers at yeah. all. And then we've got a bit of Megatron uh, crossover between the book, uh, the main Transformers book, and um, Cobra Commander. Um, but again, you can read Cobra Commander without reading Transformers; it doesn't impact um, the reading. So most most it's mostly separate. But it's definitely a shared universe, and they're gonna want to. They're gonna, as they sort there's of establish the universe, there's gonna be yeah. more more direct uh, crossover in in the future. But I think they just want to have that clear, bedded down foundation before they sort of start mixing up stuff too much. And that leads us into Duke, um, because that as uh, also has been a real positive. Like I've got, I've got to say, like I, I I'm, I'm having feels. In the same way that I had <laughs> feels when I first when I first read Chuck, the Chuckles Cobra series, and I have mentioned it on the show as well. Like I feel like there's a there's a definite feeling, a definite vibe of that kind of um, style of storytelling with Duke and Cobra Commander, actually. Um, but the, 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 there is a stylistic difference between the two miniseries at the moment, which is also pretty cool. But like Duke specifically has that chuckles sort of like feeling for me and mm-hmm. it's not even just like a direct thing it's just like little bits here and there like the fact that certain characters are brought in like um uh dr um burkhart um, like burkhart, burkhart yeah. because uh sorry i don't know why i had a massive brain fart there but i did uh dr adele burkhart is, is brought into it but not the way that you know we know dr adele burkhart and in, that's why that was the same thing with chuckles it was like you know these characters you recognize them instantly they've got that particular either visual or personality kind of element that makes you completely go yeah that's whoever that is that's raptor that's crystal ball that's you know in this case dr del burkhart and and that for me like straight away i was kind of like oh you know that's why i think the connective tissue with that chuckles vibe and i say keep, keep saying chuckles but you know what i mean the cobra series and and duke but the, the the thing with duke as well is a lot of people were going like oh you know like it, it, what a, why where's this who's that why is that there why is that this this is a brand new universe like you can question it all you like, but those answers haven't revealed themselves yet. You know, it's like it's that thing of you could say like, why is Mercer on the Cobra team? Because he's been on the Cobra team originally, so they've utilized that aspect of Mercer's backstory in the vintage era, and they're setting this in the point where he's on the Cobra team. I imagine Mercer will defect at some point. I, I don't know how you feel about that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's all up for grabs, and it's it's in yeah. it's up to the storyteller to tell the story they they want to, and they they obviously know that we have read the file cards. We know knew that he started off on, uh, as a viper on Cobra and then defected to to GI Joe. So we've obviously got that ingrained expectation that that's going to happen, yeah. and yeah. they're going to want to play with that. They they, yes. they might not necessarily take the the obvious um, answer. And I think you know if they do go for the obvious answer, it's you know it's not necessarily going to be as um, as compelling a story. So but they might—you never know—they might even kill him off, or they might be Absolutely. you know before he even gets to defect, or he might just be with the Cobra team the entire time, and like Mercer's on the Cobra team like the entire time. You never know, really. Um, but we'll all be waiting for it, won't we? We'll all be kind. Of, oh, is he going to defect yet? No, he's not defected yet. <laughs> it's three hundred ninety-seven issues in to Skybound's run. Uh, we're, we're coming up to 400, and 400 is going to be the issue when Mercer defects, but they bait and switch, and it's going <laughs> to I can see it already. Um, the other one is, um, I love the, uh, I, I don't know, I just love the story with Duke at the moment, and the issues that we've had for that, we've only had two so far, right, I think? Uh, three is out today. What? Wednesday Where today, have I been? New comic book day. Dude. I can. I'll see you later. I'm going to go read Duke issue three. I have. I. I don't know how I missed that. I'm going to be reading that as soon as we get off this. Uh, in fact, we're going to bring the show to a close. Yeah. There, guys. Thanks very much for joining Chris, it, Mark. Thanks for Chris. Let me. Let, let, I'll let you into a secret. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, let's let's face it. <laughs> this this series so far has been phenomenal. I love the Mars. Um, in like kind of like the cheeky Mars introduction. I love the, you know, we we talked about the logos thing, didn't we? Which like off off air, as yeah, it were. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember where we came to on that one, but I was kind of saying it's like, oh, they're using the classified logo, and you were saying, where have they used that logo before, though? And I was like, well, isn't it here? And then we looked at the where I thought it was, and it was like, it's slightly different though. And yeah. this is, you know, so like, it's like it's it like sounded a, it's like, like maybe Hasbro had designed that Mars logo, but never actually put it on anything, right? Um, because we we've got like we've got variations on the theme effectively, haven't we? Yeah. Because the closest we found it was on Etsy. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. So, yeah, they've 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 obviously been doing the reference for it and gone. Oh, there there's a logo. I'll use that. And it's like, oh, we're on Etsy right now. But no, yeah, I I I like the fact that they use that kind of like planet curve. Yeah, it's a cool like, logo. I, I I think it's great. I think it's a great like little detail. Um. Anyway, that was fun. Um, you know, or the kind of like how Duke's been kind of uncovering this stuff, Destro reveal, um, you know, then then Clutch comes into it and we get one of the I love that whole series of, of that that second issue was just brilliant. Like I, I wasn't kind of expecting much, honestly. I just thought like, <laughs> oh, where's this gonna go? And then it just blew my balls off completely. Like you have the rock and roll stalker introduction as well. Like Clutch yeah. was that was that was cute. That was a really cool introduction. You know, you, you're seeing his kind of like personality being played up about the kind of womanizer type situation. Um, the kind of he's on a trailer park in a junkyard sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, he kind of you, you even I love the fact you got that juxtaposition as well of his MIT degree with him like, you know, making instant coffee in a trailer sort of thing mm. and like it's 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 really fun and that's a it's a shout out to the file card again and also manny's um mean machines as well like all that kind of stuff it's just really i like that they're really delving into the to the depths of 
the previous in information, like the, the history, basically. Yeah, for sure. It's um, you know, everything they're doing seems to have been given a lot of thoughts. Nothing's sort of happening quite by accident or just you know throw away, chuck chucking at the wall. They're they're they're, they're giving they're giving you know, a lot of thought to how things characters are being in- introduced and they're i guess reward you know you can you can come into it as a brand new reader not knowing anything but you know if you know the the all of the history and the details and the file cards and all of these kind of things yeah. there's there's an awful lot there that's then sort of giving you extra layers of uh goodness <laughs> someone someone's actually put i think zrkw says he's a triple agent when talking about mercer right and that's made me feel like Ooh. imagine if He's already defected. Imagine if we're seeing Mercer as a Cobra, like, like you know, basically as a Cobra now, but he's already in Hawk's pocket or whatever. Yeah, good. That's be, a possibility, it? isn't it? That that's is a possibility. A, that's a good idea. I like. That. Have you read Duke Three? And that's exactly what happens, by the way. It's not what happens. No. <laughs> okay, good. Just checking. Just checking. <laughs> I like, you I like that, the idea, though. You had that wry smile, as if Chris, you've just described what happened in issue three, and I wouldn't know because I'm bloody ready. No, but it's 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 a clever way of getting around that thing of like, yeah. Oh, Mercer's on Cobra, and then he's going to defect because that's on the file card. That's a bit predictable. Um, if yeah, he's already he's done there. it already. Yeah, he's done it already. I'm just saying to be a great that actually that would be genius. And I think now I've ruined it for everybody by saying because <laughs> I feel like that is absolutely perfect. Um anyway. well, I keep on I keep on teasing <laughs> Diana that oh, crikey. Come on, spoilers, spoilers. Right. Not everyone will have read this Come yet. Come on, dude. Is it like uh, he knows how to push my buttons, doesn't he? Is it is it Hydro Viper having sex with Lightfoot by any chance, Ryan? Is that what's happening? Um anyway. Um, yeah, so dude, Night phenomenal force. stuff, phenomenal yeah. stuff, um, and yeah, that that I, I love how rock and roll and Stalker portrayed. Stalker's like this, like almost like, like not perfect, well, you know, perfect kind of you know soldier. Like everything he does, there's a reason for it and a, a direction, and he's like, mm-hmm. and then that whole like fight he has is just like, you know, bang out you go. He's more, kind of he's yeah, as a cool cucumber, he's more just, stoic, isn't he? He's just yeah. on the level. Yeah. I just loved it. I loved everything about it. I, I thought rock and roll being a little detached, you're a bit crazy, a little bit like... He's a little know, bit deranged, isn't he? <laughs> I love that. That 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 was a nice touch as well, like the getting really getting the action figure in there, you know, really getting the classified action figure sold. <laughs> um, anyway. And also, yeah, in, in ARA, sort of clutch and rock and roll, they're kind of best buds. Yes. But, um, yes. but yeah, in, in issue two of Duke, when they first meet here, it's he's blowing up his, his baby, his car. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a really interesting bit in that where Clutch says he's not very good at driving. Yeah, he literally really. like self-deprecates, and I thought, God, that's a nice little edge. Like you know, because obviously you know he's um, usually very confident, very forward, and all that kind of stuff. And you just you get like a little, a little yeah, like it's a bit weird, a, a bit of what, what's the word? Like <laughs> unless yeah. yeah. Unless he said it in this voice, of course, I'm not very good at driving. <laughs> Lol, not. <laughs> <laughs> nah. If they'd put not at the end of it, it would have been amazing. Um, anyway, yeah, so I, I don't know. Yeah, Duke, Duke's voice. really, I can't wait to read issue three now. I, I can't believe I didn't realise it was out today. Um, I'm going to be, that's literally, I'm stopping everything and reading that. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, that's next Next up, though, we have another miniseries currently running, and that's Cobra Commander. Now, this one, oh, man, like that 
that first issue, I know we're looking at issue two here at the moment, but bear with me. That first issue where we get the Cobra La sort of like origin backstory, again, really nice historic like knowledge shown here. And then also it's like a great way of doing his origin for this universe, I think. Personally, I think it's great. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the the, the jarring thing about G.I. Joe the movie and the origin there is it was almost kind of a retcon. It's like this, everything you knew before about Cobra Commander uh, was a lie. He's actually you know, part of this bizarre alien race up you know, in the Himalayas, whatever. Um, by, by having it kind of at there at the outset, it's part of his origin story. And it's much yeah. more, again, it's much more cohesive embedded part of the um, the universe and they take best of both world because they he's he's a human who's found cobra la as well yeah. so he could he could be a, you know a used car salesman uh as well as a part of cobra la so it's you know it's well thought out i think i i, I really enjoyed uh cobra commander one, I think. oh god that first issue was great as well i mean the second one was a banger um what i would it was so a bang 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 banger literally That's it's on the it's graphics on the screen, on the screen. yeah, yeah it's a, it was a boomer he's a boomer <laughs> it was a banger um there's a couple of points i want to make on this one is that we didn't really uh, we didn't uh mention it on a real american hero i'm just going to quickly go back what do you think of the new design for a real american hero in this case you, it's, it's it's probably a reaction to the lack of hooded right and so like a, a new take on that yeah, it's. I think it's a really nice compromise. If they're not going to use the the classic hoodie commander, then this sort of balaclava cobra commander is a kind of a nice way of sort of accomplishing a very similar thing. Cobra you know, clava. You, <laughs> you can see his eyes, um, which is you know really important for getting across sort of that you know emotion and, and all the rest of it. I, I like it. I think it, I think it's a really neat solution to. So I'd, like to see this. I'd, I'd like to see this in toy form just saying i think it's really cool um and yeah coming back to the the energon universe now separate they've gone with the old snake vibe and i really like that it's like it's like a nod to the fact that you, there is already cobra commander in transformers in a sense um so they're utilizing that aspect i also think with the cobra la backstory it makes me it, it's almost like it's almost like they're looking at all of the stuff that's come before because there was that amazing kind of introduction of cobra la in the transformers gi joe crossover black horizon i think it was um and again like the fact that that exists in that and it's not it's a different universe it's a different story but it's like almost acknowledging that to a degree do you know what i mean like coming into this one i don't know how it's it's obviously not it's not a direct thing, but it feels like a nice reference, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know how how direct it would be. It's probably more coincidental, I would think, in terms of the creators trying to actively seek out previous comic material. That probably, yeah, I think that's a little bit more coincidental. But um, but yeah, it's not it's, it's not the first time that we've kind of seen the comics touching. <laughs> Cove, Kitty said, uh, um, Cobra La. Um, uh, I just yeah, I just reread Dark Horizon. It was um yeah, it's they've it's some some quite interesting um. I love the, uh, they just threw all of the crazy way, elements yeah, from both brands. Through all in, of the crazy, they? yeah, yeah, all it's of the like crazy from both universes. Get the pretenders in there. We'll get the you know we'll get the uh, Cobra La in there. We'll get every little crazy aspect and mush it together. Um, anywho, yes. So 
um, Cobra Commander in the Energon universe, though, we've gone Old Snake in design, which I'm I'm digging. We've gone oh, and also in that first issue, the the version four design showing up out of nowhere, that was a lovely touch, wasn't it? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I didn't expect to see that. We've we yeah, we got sort of four Cobra Commanders in issue one, which was yep, old uh, classic, classic vanilla original uh, <laughs> vanilla Coke. We got Coke, Mountain Dew Baja Blast. We got, <laughs> and then we, you know, sl- sl- slap on a hat and a coat, and you've got Old Snake. Uh, you've got, um, uh, you've got, yeah, the the, the version three, the gold uh, head and the ma- um, red mask. Um, and then you had GI Joe the movie, kind of bait and switch Cobra Commander of of him, of a character looking like Cobra Commander from uh, the the Cobra uh, GI Joe the movie flashback sequences um and there's almost a fifth as well which is um a someone that looks like cobra commander getting shot in the head um which is all potentially a reference to uh cobra commander dying in the idw universe crake wasn't it is that uh that was crake became cobra commander after that first one died yeah. yeah that was it uh, I always, I always, for some reason, when, when people reference that particular scene and that when you see I, that was a, that was a shocker, by the way. But like the fact that the heads leaning, you know, all that kind of stuff. I the, the name Crake just smacks me in the face every single time. It's like my brain does not want me to forget that Crake happened at some point around there. <laughs> okay. uh, I don't know. I don't know why. Um, it's like it's like they haven't finished writing Kraken with Crake, isn't it? It's like they just stopped. And that's what his well, name was. Um, destroy, amazing. you know. Yeah, destroy. <laughs> that was that was that was battle action force. Battle action it? force. Yeah. He was saying destroy and got cut off. That's yeah. hilarious to me. Anyway, uh, yeah. So the issue two of Cobra Commander again was brilliant. We got that kind of hint that the guy with him is Nemesis Enforcer slash Immortal, um, which again is I think when we saw that cover kind of revealed. Um, and in fact, at the end of that issue, I even said to somebody, I think that's just Nemesis Enforcer, and someone said, they call him Grunt, though. I wonder if it's, you know, Robert Graves. And I'm like, I don't know. That would be weird. And yeah, lo and behold, it's Nemesis Blimmin' Immortal Enforcer, however you want to call it. One of the most brutal scenes I've ever seen in a comic, actually, is when he headbutts that, um, that, that jungle security guard. <laughs> couldn't think of the name so i'm just going to say jungle security guard he literally grabs him by the arms headbutts his head into dust and pulls both of his arms out of the sockets i wasn't expecting that either were you <laughs> it wasn't on my tick list <laughs> it got brutal though i mean you got buzzer cutting a guy mm-hmm. in half with his, yeah. with his chainsaw the, the dreadnoughts are that i mean they've gone yeah. do you think they've got do you think they've gone too far with that or do you think that's like do you, do, you, do you think that's actually a cool way of doing them? Like I mean, it's, it's a, a way of kind dangerous? of slightly overcorrecting because, like, you know, Dreadnoughts, uh, I guess, in popular culture, in, in both the cartoon and the comics, quite jokey, you, quite, you know, quite, quite comedic, really. Not necessarily a huge amount of threat and menace there. I think that early appearances in the uh, comic were a bit more like these are just, you know, a nasty bunch, but but that sort of soften around the edges as they got you know definitely soften yeah i mean they're like yeah there was a biker gang but they were more comical than they were dangerous they were more a nuisance than they were murderous psychopaths and in this one 
they're like it's like the hills have eyes is how they've started yeah 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 yeah. you know and and again i i I don't know i'm quite digging it i think it's actually a good way of making them more of a threat than they have been in the past um i was sad to see the thunder machine blow up and also it seemed to be ripper's baby and not Mm. thrasher and not thrashers I, i yeah i wondered whether that is because they're trying to tie it to the um to the classified you know, designs, aesthetic, etc., and we haven't had Thrasher revealed Thrasher. yet. Yeah. So, so maybe they're holding him him back, or maybe they maybe they're going to you know rebuild the Thunder Machine as Soundwave. There you go. There you go. I mean, it's, <laughs> I it's, don't it's, think it's... that will happen, but <laughs> well, I <laughs> don't know. know. The fact that we're seeing the Dreadnought so close to the Thunder Machine, we've had Zartan and Zorana in that set as well. I mean, if if we see Blue Ravage turn up, I'm telling you now, we're going to see <laughs> that Soundwave's coming back and he's coming back as a Blooming Thunder Machine. Um, anyway, that's really cool. Funny enough, uh, Shooting the Galaxy just posted some wonderful images of new ones of the uh, Thunder Machine Soundwave uh, promo shots. And it's got a cheeky triple T in one of the images, uh, which is a nice nod, isn't it? Of uh, n- like it's it's the it's that one of those things that Hasbro do when they're like, yeah, we know it's been leaked. Uh, we can't say anything <laughs> about it. So here you go. Um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah, Cobra Commander, loving it, loving this new direction. Uh, got a bit of a, uh, uh, a cliffhanger going on at the moment with what? I, I mean, do, do you? I'm just throwing this out here, but obviously he's he's tussling with some Crocs at the moment. Could you see Croc Master turning up at any point here, or I would be more surprised if he didn't. I think at at this point, if if there are crocodiles there, giant mutated crocodiles, yeah, you're going to have Croc Master, aren't you? Bane's Bane's, Bane's got to be there, hasn't he? uh... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Amazing, Um, awesome stuff. Now, um, if I'm correct, which I'm usually not. Um, we're going to talk about some of our favourite uh, comic covers. Yeah, that's right. That is happening next. So let's get onto that and uh, finish up. So instead of our version therapy, we're going to do cover therapy. How does that sound? Lovely. Well, let's was, get under love... the covers. Oh. <laughs> I like that under the covers. <laughs> now I kind of wish we'd had like a title that had under the covers written on it. Anyway, right, we'll start with a real American hero. We'll talk about Chris, our I, I did, covers. I just remembered something important I forgot to mention though, um, which is that that in May there is going to be an Energon Universe Free Comic Book Day special Ooh. with all of the um uh the, those three you know ties GI Joe Transformers Void Rivals in in one book. So, Sweet. so that is the definite first, you know, big intersecting point. So that's a free comic book, I think, in May, uh, followed by a. Uh, so there's a free version of that, and then there'll be a um, purchasable at full price version of that. If you if <laughs> if that's your yeah, preference, I'll, I'll, I'll with, wait. With, I'll wait till Ross and uh, with, uh, buy it <laughs> with different money. covers. Uh, and so they, you've got you've got the th- you know got. <laughs> The the listing has the three main writers, Kirkman, Daniel Warren Johnson, Joshua Williamson, and three artists, Lorenzo De Felici, Ryan Otley, Jason Howard. So Ryan Otley is um the known best known for Invincible, 
Um, oh, nice. And we know that he's drawing the Transformers story because there's been some, you know, some art I think shared of that. Yeah. Um, was, Lorenzo that that same, def- was that the same video that shared um, the art of the internet interconnecting Cobra Commander covers that gave? Ooh, away I don't a know. Bit, I don't but... know. I don't know. Did it? Okay. Did it include it there as well? <laughs> I don't know. It might have. Um, uh, and then yeah, so Lorenzo De Felici, he's the obviously the Void Rivals artist. So you'd think that it's going to be Jason Howard doing the GI Joe story. Um, so it sounds like you're yeah. just naming uh, take that members now, Jason and Howard, <laughs> Jason and Howard. Robbie, and, um, and Mark. He, <laughs> he previously worked with um, uh, Kirkman on their their, their co owned title, Super Dinosaur. So um, I don't know if Jason Howard working on this GI Joe story here is a you know, hint that you know maybe he's going to do do more. I would expect that possibly he might. Um, and and then yeah, we've got two. We've been told as well that there's going to be four GI Joe titles miniseries total before we get uh, the ongoing relaunched. Uh, sorry, launched. So uh, so we've had two already. So we've got two more uh, mystery titles. So, so we've had another bit of breaking news, which means oh. I've got to do some work after this. Uh, um, <laughs> pretty much, looks like pre-orders tomorrow are going to be Jinx, uh, Norgahide, Pork Belly and Yobbo, obviously Torch, Night Creeper, and uh, Doc as well. Maybe um, I- I've seen that Pretonia have posted some images already on t- on X. So, uh, yeah, following this, guys, don't worry. It looks like I'm going to be busy tonight as well with a cheeky <laughs> news burst as well to go with it. So, um, yeah, brilliant stuff. Um, I, just, I only noticed because Ryan posted a comment saying Doc's stretcher looks cool. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be talking. I'll be talking about that later on. Anyway, sorry, Mark. Well, let's let's continue talking about our stuff before we get into the, the <laughs> yeah. news stuff. Just send everyone else to go looking at other things. Yeah, go look um, at some other stuff, guys. Yeah, we dropped about so, 100 people. Chris, question right. for you. Um, if we're going to have, t- you know, following that similar uh, um, kind of track before we get the the uh, GI Joe book launch, which is probably going to be called Codename GI Joe because that's what they keep on referencing right. in various blurbs. Um, if we're going to get two more single characters uh, for minis, what would your bet be for what those might? My be? bet and my my wants are two different things, obviously. So if it was, if it's, <laughs> it's obviously bet, the light foot. <laughs> if it's my bet. Then I would imagine probably we've had Duke and Cobra Commander. Wouldn't yeah. surprise me if they go with balance and do Baroness Scarlet. But it also wouldn't surprise me if they do like Destro, because obviously we've seen Destro uh, heavily mentioned, like heavily shown off, and maybe Cover Girl because she's also been hinted in this as someone that's quite integral to the general hawk sort of uh you know machine mm-hmm. um that we've got going on so i think per- i'm gonna go completely i'm just gonna say i'm just gonna go destro and cover girl for the next two i know it doesn't sound like your your, your tent poles necessarily because i mean destro maybe but like you know i think people are expecting snake eyes maybe they're expecting um i don't know scarlet maybe scarlet and snake eyes but then I think you've got to do Cobra and Joe. So I think, yeah, I, th- I do think Destro Cover Girl would be a, a nice way of doing it. Yeah, those those oh. are good bets. I'd say, yeah, I think they've 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 kept on saying that they want to hold back Snake Eyes. So I'm going to take them on that that you know on their word at that that we're not going to see Snake Eyes for a little while. 
um, yet, unless they're saying that specifically to, for us to think that and then just introduce it. But um, I, I think, prob- yeah, we're going to see a big Joe and a big Cobra. I was thinking maybe Scarlet like and Destro, but you Joe. said Hawk, uh, and, and that might be an interesting way. Hawk might be an interesting one because it's kind of... Could, you could look at the Hawk other side. Destro of the, would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Could look at the other side of the um uh, of the story from from the the um Hawk angle of of he's probably seeing a bunch of stuff that that Duke's not aware of and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'll go Hawk Destro. That's a that's a really good shout. I want to change mine. I I kind of the only reason I'm th- I feel like they want to maybe throw some balance in there and and get like you know <laughs> Scarlet Jay Baroness that kind of stuff as well. Um, and again, that all the, the funny thing is though, out of all of those characters, I'm I don't I really don't, I'm, I'm excited to see where they go with the with the with the kind of little mini character arcs. It's a mm. nice way of doing it actually. It, it kind of focuses the story a little bit. It gives yeah, it a little yeah, bit yeah. more gives gives each character a bit more time. Um, it's a good way of doing it, and you can still you know it's it it's not like we're seeing loads of other characters kind of and how they're working. It's really Duke is the central point of that series, and everyone's around him. Yeah, sort of. And the same thing with Cobra Commander; he's the he's the sun, and everyone else of the planet's flipping around and stuff. So, <clears throat> yeah, I feel like um, whoever they choose, I'm, I'm happy to go with that. I love Ryan's comment here. Um, I don't Ryan says <laughs> Zartan and Ripcord, and they swap books halfway through the series. <laughs> That's genius. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm down. I'm down. I want a Xandar book that they forget to release and no one even and and everyone forgets about it until like ten years later. And we go, wasn't there supposed to be a Xandar issue? And it's been out and no one knew about it. That would be the perfect way to do a Xandar comic, wouldn't it? Just nobody knowing <laughs> could, about it. Well, they could do it. They could do that with Zartan. It would be like they just released this random book of this new character, and and then just halfway through his story, he you know changes his cam you know his his disguise and it's actually zartan underneath amazing i'd 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 be down for something as ridiculous as that um right we're we're, technically it's cut sorry i'm I'm also trying to i'm trying to multitask because images are floating about but anyway um let's talk covers covers it's what do you call it under the covers that was disgusting under the covers i said under the covers (laughs) take us through then your 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 favorite a real american hero cover please and thank you very much Bosch. Bosch. Uh, so I, it was hard, but I, I selected this one, uh, which is the, uh, what was it? Uh, Andy Cuba um, cover to the latest ARA issue 304. Um, Tim talks about this a little bit more on, on our next episodes in the way that only Tim can. Um, but it's Did got you say everything. Tim can. Tim can. Um, <laughs> It's you know it's got this a selection of of Cobra troops of you know the uh, down down there and so we don't often necessarily see that sort of variety of troops in, in, in sort of drawn so handsomely. We've got uh, this really dynamic shot of uh, Dawn. We've got a hint of a vehicle behind her, which is uh, you know looks like it's a hiss. Um, and then we've got this like really atmospheric kind of mm. uh, coloring, the, the pinks and the sort of mist coming in and, and it sort of really is just nice. asking that question you know what is this situation what's going to happen and then you know the icing on the cake is that um what we're seeing with with ara cover a's and a, an awful lot of the skybounds covers even even the variants is that the characters 
um, and the situations referenced on the cover are generally things that are happening on the inside. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's so great because it sort of instantly ties you to this is the cover and it's, and that then is making me think of that great story on the, on the inside where, you know, Dawn was sneaking about and there was in yeah. Springfield and there was all of these other, yeah. So, so it all just comes together. It's, it's uh, great. Love it. It's a beauty. Um, it's probably up there for me too, actually. I like this one, like the first issue, the 301 issue, where they're all in the front of the cover and everything all kicking. I know that was one that you'd also um, mentioned to me as a as a possible one that you'd um, you'd have chosen, you know, if I'd, you know, if, if we'd have clashed a little from. bit. Yeah, there's loads. <laughs> I mean, there's, I'm, it's ridiculous, I've isn't it? And honestly, collected this one on my shortlist as well. Oh, mate, uh, I have Carson that one. Thorn variant. Beautiful. Uh, I have that, thanks, courtesy of Diana Davis. Thank you, Diana, by the way. Tiny. And uh, and it's just yeah, John Paul Leon vibes and oh, I love that great. one. I love that one that was a reprint for where Snake Eyes is like infiltrating the building, and you see him through the window, like on abseiling, and the two troopers just unaware, uh, about to get the absolute Snake Eyes out of taken out of them. <laughs> so yes. yeah, there's there's, a, there's there's so many good ones. Uh, Danny, I, do like I think this- that was Danny Earl's reprint of three hundred one. I want to say yeah, second print of three hundred one. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm just trying to write pre-orders dropping tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do you want to flip to the next? Oh no, you're talking next, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, it's my, my my next one. Yeah, it's all it's all me now. Um, sorry, I sorry, I did it. So I, I can happen now. Right, you can't you can't chat. Okay, it's happened. Done. Right. So, <laughs> um, I've gone with, um, and this is one that, like, again um it, it, there's so many to choose from it's hard to really just kind of like pin them down honestly um and it, honestly when i asked you the question when i asked you the question i hadn't really chosen in my head either but i went with this absolute beauty uh, so this is uh issue 301 third printing cover a by eduardo pansica julio ferreria and adriano lucas to give their correct pronunciations or probably not probably butchered the crap out of them but um this is just and again i know it's going to be i'm not i'm not the biggest cobra commander fan ever i say that looking at a cobra commander helmet over there a baron iron blood helmet over there which is technically a cobra commander in my universe and about 500 cobra commanders on my shelf behind me but i'm not the biggest cobra commander fan ever but for some reason that they're the they're the most striking covers to me at the moment. And this one, just beautiful. Just absolutely friggin' stunning. It's got like um dictator portrait written all over it. It's got <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like something you'd see, I could imagine this yeah. in in on like a you know, in a frame in his like above his throne or something. Um, and the fact that the maggot makes an appearance just completely buzzes my berries. So the the fact that we've got a, a, a maggot in there, I love maggots. They're great. Um, <laughs> but um, no, just, yeah, this for me is just next level. I love the, the kind of redesign, the cape, the kind of like the battle helmet, but with the curvature in it, just absolutely beautiful. And it's just executed phenomenally. And you've got that little kind of almost like burst of explosion happening just off just off lighting up some of the mm. rocks yeah um, left, yeah yeah so maybe like they're being that you know it, that could be from the enemy attacking them it could be something that they've just blown up I, I don't know it's just really really effective for me uh what are your thoughts 
Yeah, no, it's a good one. And, and sim- it's, it's funny because there's a kind of a similar sort of composition between the two that we, we selected of looking up at that character yeah of, uh you know looking down uh over us and with a with a vehicle you know a classic vehicle behind them as as well with sort of pink moody um you know sky behind them so it's uh yeah in- interesting we sort of drawn towards um similar things yeah there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of great covers to choose from oh um, too many like yeah. to the point where i'd forgotten some and we're like oh maybe i should choose that but no no i'm, I'm happy with this one as my favorite for a real american hero honestly i i just think it's very very striking um Next up, then, I have a full-size Baron Ironblood helmet, Chris. Yes, I do. It Kate built. Well, it's Kate's technically. It's a Baron Iron. Right. It's a Baroness Ironblood helmet technically, but it does fit me, and it's amazing. I should just go and wear it for the rest of the show, shouldn't I? Um, I'm just. I'm not going to do that. I wouldn't be able to fit my headphones over it. Um, next up, then, we've got your favorite Duke cover, and it's a beauty again, mate. Yeah, this is Declan Shelby. I think it's issue three. Um, Why is he standing so, inside the top of a exposed snake eye's head? <laughs> I think it's meant to be a transformer, isn't it? Um, I'm not yeah. too sure which one. You know, is it, I don't know. Prowl. They're all the same. Um, it's good, isn't it? Really good. Uh, and it's you know, it's just got this 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 really sort of atmospheric kind of yellow, just sort of color palette to the to the whole thing. And and Declan Shelby is just a a writer that uh, sorry, well, writer artist. Um, that I've been following, you know, since the early days of his his career, and I've met a few times, and he's a lovely guy. And but he's done. Are you standing you know, great out? Work. Are you in his house at the moment, and he doesn't know? He's just over my shoulder. No, um, and but you know, he's a he's, he's, an, he's a creator that I've got a lot of time for. Um, you know, great work on um, Moon Knight and you know his own books like Old Dog and stuff like that. You know, um, and so so it's. It, someone independent to to the world of gi joe that a creator that i'm very excited about so to see him you know work on gi joe is um you know very very cool yeah i agree and i, I don't know I, I really like this one i think it's really nice it's got to get again that kind of really uh, uh what's the word like a atmospheric feel to it like a real haze going on in the uh in the air yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um rkw is not a fan though you know you could see that he's not a fan of this one well, he might be might be talking about three hundred six. I don't know. Oh, the, that's uh, true. There's there's a. I I think it's quite cool. There's a it, there's a an ish, uh, the cover to three hundred six with snake eyes in the visor has been revealed and, and that. Oh that's, yeah, that's, that's true. Pretty cool cover. But, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, there haven't been many that I've kind of gone. Nah, I, they're all pretty impressive. Um, I'd also look for me. Um, I I went with this one. Now this is ugh, I can't remember the the details. Uh, no, yeah, cover B variant by Ricardo Lopez Ortiz, and the the reason I went with this one uh, is just for the, the 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 actual dynamic action, the the kind of just everything going on. It just it feels really intense, um, really kind of like I don't know, like kind of erratic. It almost like captures the moment of everything kicking off at the same time. You, you can you feel like there's a real like high stakes suspense going on, real heavy chase, and like there's probably gunshots zipping past as well. Like you almost feel this cover just mainly due to the fact that he's gripping that blooming steering wheel so tight, and he's like clenching every. It's just I I love it for that. I love it for the the feeling you get looking at this, like almost like you feel tense looking at this cover. And uh, yeah, this is yeah this is a banger for me. Yeah, they're sort of really turning up the the cartooning and just just 
dialing up that you know, that sort of kind of caricature dial at just a yeah. little bit yeah more and it's it's you know it's not completely representational but but it's like you know you're feeling that that scene and and all of the the energy that's going on there it's uh yeah it's it's nice to see the sort of variety of different different takes and styles and um, this one's got a lot going on absolutely um his gun safety is on point is rkw <laughs> literally on the trigger um yeah i yeah so that's 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 a fave of mine for sure uh, then we get into Cobra Commander, and you're you've gone with this beauty. Mm. This is a quite yeah. recent one as well, isn't it? Recently revealed. This almost for a was this was from variant. issue one. It was a variant, so it was a retailer exclusive. It was uh, Nimitz Malavia, and it was a shared exclusive. So you might see it popping from a couple of different retailers and and like whatnot, and that kind of. Uh, thing in the uk it's uh it's being sold by the comic cupboard.co.uk um and if you do want it and you don't have it uh you can you can use a code talking joe 10 that will get you a uh, 10 percent off doesn't nice. get me anything oh. doesn't get me anything but but does does get you 10 percent off um That's so dope. uh <laughs> so if if you if you do want that one and, and um can't find it um you, that's where you, where you can definitely get it um, and it's it's on a foil. I think they did two. I want to say they did two versions of this, a standard, yeah, and a foil. one without the, and, the text and everything as well, right? Yeah, yeah, a virgin virgin variant with the foil, and it's um, with the foil particularly, it just looks really cool and it pops. And he, he's he's it sort of just plays into what's happening in issue one, where he's in that snow scene, and he's standing behind that track vehicle. The lights uh, are shining on him in red. It's illuminating this falling. Um, snow, a bit like falling blood, you know, echoing yeah. kind of a lot of the themes in in the book, and it just looks really moody and uh, dark and sort of different. And it, and it and for me, I always love, um, you know, when the cover ties into the book, and and that you know is definitely doing that that here with that very specific vehicle. Um, and so so, I think that's what appealed to to me. But there's there's been a lot of nice. And, and, you know, I almost just went with the, you know, the bog standard because that that is yeah. a great cover. That is a great. Cover. It's really good. Um, the, 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 there's a couple that popped up after I chose my one, but I still really like the the one that I'm going to choose again. I'm not like it, it looks like I'm just all about Cobra Commander for my choices. But um, apart from the, the Duke issue, which I couldn't find a Cobra Commander on a Duke issue, so I didn't, <laughs> so I didn't um, choose it. But I went with this. Again, I, I think this one I like because, um, and this is the um, Maria Wolfrupt exclusive uh, from issue one. And what I like about this, not only have we got a very kind of like stylized, but very like clearly vintage style Cobra Commander with the battle helmet and everything. I uh, that that's really nice and 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 stands out. But it's the fact that it's on this beautiful background. With the snakes coiled and the color, and I even like the I even like the color choice on the text on like the 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 logo being that kind of like almost like neon sort of like mm. it's like a neon mustard, isn't it? So if that's a thing, neon mustard <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah, is now yeah. Is, is now yeah. But I love that like I love the 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 color in the background really makes that vintage commander like just just fly off the page yeah. and yeah, love it, love it. I also like the fact that his hands are so massive they kind of look like you know in he-man uh fisto and uh 
Mephisto and um, what's the other one called? Jitsu. It's got that Jitsu vibe with the size of the friggin' hands. And There's another one if as it was well going to be made into hands. a. <laughs> yeah, Fisto, Fisto and Jitsu. I love that. Yeah, I love Fisto. If, if he was a co- if he was a uh, He Man toy and his hand was in that position, it'd be like a that's, that's a painful grab you one, by the uh... yeah. That's a that's a ball grabber, definitely. <laughs> uh, a globe grabber, we'll, we'll say. He likes grabbing globe globes. Grabber. Um, anyway, yeah. So that, that's I love this one. I thought it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah. It is, yes, I think that's what it is, RKW. It's like one of those eye test illusions. It has got that... Magic that, eye, the, yeah. Yeah, it, I 100% agree with you on that. Um, anywho, anywho... Sailboat. I, I can see a sailboat. I can see, if I look really hard, I can see a... I think it's a Cobra Commander. <laughs> I can if, see if, my parents arguing. <laughs> it's not a Rorschach test. <laughs> All right, okay. I see a butterfly... <laughs> I see death to everybody. Anyway, right? Yeah, that is uh, that's our that's our cover therapy. Um, that's everything, I think, dude. We made it. Wow, we made it. We made it. And, and made I know we've through. gone over time. I apologise because I did say we'll try and keep it to an hour, and I've gone way over. Um, and now I have to run off and do another news burst, like it's my job. They not just wait till tonight to leak everything. Why does it have to be exactly when I go live with things? I don't understand. It's like, it's like the whole world is against me being on time for news. Anyway, um, dude, thanks for jumping on. It's been an absolute blast as always. Absolutely, always good to talk. See, we've got a full force monthly at the end as well. Um, no, I no, yeah, I'm sorry it took so long to actually get this sorted because. Um, this was one of those ones where it was like, hey, do you want to do a, a, a special? And they're like, when was it? Like December or January or something? <laughs> it was probably before that, actually. Um, we were trying to hook up like a, do, to do like an actual crossover special. It never, it, it always was a, an issue trying to get availability sorted. And um, and then just recently it was like, hey, can you can you jump on a monthly? And you were like, yeah, let's do it today. And I'm like, I can't do it today. We'll have to do it today. <laughs> so thank you, mate. I, I appreciate you bearing with me and actually turning up when you know Pleasure. when we managed to get it sorted. And yeah, you will you know reciprocate, and you come you can come on Talking Joe sometime soon to talk about one of these uh, new books. And uh... I want to come on Talking Joe all the time. Kitty said. <laughs> <laughs> um, what talk about talking Joe for a sec before we go? Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find us in lots of places. So we've got a website, talkingjoe.co.uk is the website. Um, we put out a new episode almost every Thursday, uh, and that goes onto all of the regular platform, you know, podcast platforms. And uh, sometimes I will also do a YouTube version of that with images. Um, and even if it doesn't do that, it also goes onto our uh, YouTube platform as a audio only podcast with just a static image um, of Mark and, and his rash. Yeah, and our f- and our focus is very much on on you know our lane is the comics. Um, so so we you know our focus is talking about comics. We'll talk about the ARA issue. Um, you know the week after it comes out, essentially we'll drop the ep- the episode. So. Uh, ARA came out, 304 came out last week. So uh, tomorrow, this Thursday, our, our episode covering 304 is out. Uh, yeah, look for it first thing tomorrow. And um, uh, we'll be doing a recording. Uh, our next one will be covering uh, Duke issues 
and three uh, together, um, myself and my regular co-host Tim Finn. Um, and and yeah, so we sort of very much focused on the issues as they come out and then delving into some of the past of G.I. Joe. Uh, so we've been doing a big deep dive into the Devil's Due era. And then we also talked to all sorts of creators uh, as well. So we just did a recently an interview with uh, ex-Hasbro head honcho for their publishing, uh, Michael Kelly. And he gave us all sorts of insight as to the, you know, how spilled the beans NDA <laughs> NDAs were ripped up in front he of was, his eyes. <laughs> he was very respectful of, of yeah. his former employer. Um, and, and yeah, but we found out all sorts of interesting insight as to, you know, how, how all of these comics came about from the perspective of um, the Hasbro lead for them. So, you know, from the beginnings of IDW all the way through to the beginnings of Skybound, um, all sorts of interesting and insightful kind of, um, yeah awesome awesome yeah go go check mark and tim out on uh talking joe on all the platforms go and do it uh yeah i'll i'll be jumping on again soon i really want to talk i really enjoy talking about (laughs) it so yeah let's let i'll I'll figure out we'll figure out that in the future um anywho have a wonderful evening my good man um i know it's late there now and it was like 8 30 now or something yep exactly yep sorry quick maths quick maths uh everyone in the chat thank you so much for joining us and, and chatting and asking questions and getting involved we really appreciate it of course and uh we'll well i'll see you in a few minutes when i uh, go live for another news burst and uh yeah we'll uh see you'll see mark on talking joe anyway stay fresh cheese bags you know that you know what to do after three right mark you know what to do you've been here before um you'll just shout talking joe anyway <laughs> after th- <laughs> Nobody beats Talking Joe, an international podcast. Or one, or the other one, two, three, four. See you later, guys. Make sure you get involved with the discussion by liking, sharing and commenting on these videos and as always you can keep up with the show after listening by following on X, formerly Twitter, at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Full Force. We've also added a brand new Instagram so check us out there as well at The Full Force Podcast and if you would like to contact the show you can message us on any of those platforms with feedback and questions. We also have a Patreon page so if you want to show your support for the show, see your name up in lights on these videos or enjoy exclusive bonus content then check out patreon.com forward slash the full force podcast or click on the link on any of the posts this podcast appears in full force